Hello, and welcome to the Imagine That Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Weimer, founder, partner, and wealth manager at Confluence Financial Partners. Each month, we'll explore new ways to help you maximize your life and your legacy and meet some extraordinary people along the way. So if you're looking to get more out of your life today and legacy tomorrow, let's get started. We have a really important topic today. And it's a, it's a mega trend. It's a mega trend facing the families we serve. It's a mega trend facing the families in our country. And it's a great opportunity. It's also an incredible responsibility. And that is there's $96 trillion that's going to transfer to the next generation. Unfortunately, some of those transfers will not go well. And for that, in the transfer, will be viewed by the next generation as a burden and will cause controversy in a family and stress. In other families, it will be a blessing. Our goal today is to give you, the listener, some ideas on how to make your family transfer your wealth in a way that it's a blessing. So I have two of my associates with me today. One also happens to be my son, Gregory. And uh, just to give you about, a little bit about their background, Gregory's a CFP, he's a CPA, he's also a certified exit planning advisor. I also have with me Randy Holcomb, Randy's a CFP, and he's also the director of our wealth planning. So there's a lot to think about in this transfer. You know, we, we pride ourselves in helping people um, maximize their lives and maximize their legacy. And by the way, there's a balance to that, obviously, right? There's a balance to how much do you, of your legacy do you want to create while you're living? How much do you want it to be inherited? Um, so, so I say we just, let's just, let's, oh, I'm gonna, let's open it up for a discussion. And, you know, obviously we're going to start with what do you want the money to do for you? What are your goals with this money? Next, we're going to go into like, okay, does an estate plan make sense? What are some things to think about in the estate plan? How do you communicate it to your family? Um, and then how often should you review it? They're just some thoughts, right? And that's just a general framework. So you, the listener know where we are in this conversation. Let's start out with, with, um, with goals. So Gregory, you, you work, you work with a lot of families. Um, maybe give the listeners some things to think about as they're, and Randy, you can chime in too, but, but Gregory, give them some things to think about on, on some of the, some of the things you'd be think should be thinking about when you put together your goals. Yeah, and I think you you started off with maximize life and like legacy, and I think starting there is a perfect spot to start because it is a balance. And so, as we're talking about a wealth transfer, we immediately go to you know the unfortunate passing of one generation and passing that wealth to the next. But you know, during the life, also, how do you balance maximizing moments with your family that they'll remember, or getting involved with philanthropy or whatever is important to you? with your legacy also. So we work with a lot of clients to figure out, okay, with your planning, how much do you want to leave to the next generation? What does that mean for them? And maybe during their life, can you take that extra vacation to create memories? And a lot of times that's important. And there's ways we can have those conversations to really bring that out with families. Maybe we can get into that later, but um, it, it is really interesting. And everyone does have different goals. A hundred percent. And and by the way, you would think it would be, you spent your whole life thinking about it, right? But sometimes it's really hard to articulate. And so to your point, we, we can talk about a family meeting if you want and how we help families sort of decide what those goals are. But, but you know, it, it, 
maybe buying the second home is really not about how you're living, but it's also about the legacy. You know, I, I, I unfortunately just came back from a funeral and, and, and we've all been there when you hear them talk about the person that has just passed and let there be no mistake. They're talking about the legacy that person's already created and it doesn't have a whole lot to do with money. It has a lot to do with moments and, and how they, how they, uh, how they lived, how they lived their life. Yeah. Yeah. No, normally, at that point, no one's concerned about the money, at right? It, it, the estate has to settle, right, and it has to get passed. But you know, when you're standing there, everyone's thinking about the legacy of moments. 100%. So it's a really important part of the wealth transfer. We're calling it wealth transfer, but it, it's a bigger transfer than just that. It is, and then and, and then when the wealth transfers, one of the things you have to consider is how much control do you want. So you're gone. How much control do you want to make sure that money transfers? the way you want it to transfer. The other thing that you know we should probably talk a little bit about in goals, when it, I think it's of the $96 trillion, there's about 19 trillion that is expected to go to philanthropy. So how you want a charity that you really care about and make an impact on um, to be transferred to that charity is really important. I think it's important to remember too, the, that, that 96 trillion is not all financial assets. A lot of it's real estate, a lot of it's businesses. So goal, the goal depends on the asset. If it's a business you're passing on, that could be a whole different set of goals than money. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, yeah, of the 96 trillion, one third will be in financial assets. That leaves, that leaves businesses, that leaves car collections, that leaves, you know, coin. And, and, and I know the, 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 you may, your goal may be for someone to really inherit that car collection because that's what they always wanted, et cetera. The next generation may or may not want that. So you really need to make sure and under the goals <coughs> that, you, uh, that you think about how those things should be transferred. Yeah, so every type of asset may be transferred differently also, but then even, you know, do you want, if it's going to your children, and even if it's just financial assets, do they get it all up front? Is it in trust? Is it not in trust? Are the beneficiaries right? Do they get it over a period of time? You know, there's a lot of different language you can put into trust and estate documents to, to effectuate that. But you have to make sure you have the right team around you so that that's set up right, or it could put a burden on the next generation if it's not written the way you intended. Yeah, I don't want this to sound so, as self-serving as, as, as it maybe is about to, but you really need to make sure your, your, your team of advisors is experienced in thinking through this. I mean, that's what we th- this is what we think through all the time with our families, whether it's through exit planning, successions, whether it's through philanthropy, whether it's through helping them review their 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 trusts and their wills. I mean, all this stuff's really important. It's in and, and it has to really be a team. And so really spend time and and ask yourself, do I have the right team of advisors? I the acid test in this firm is I I visualize I'm no longer going to be here maybe in 30 or 40 years. And I want to make sure that this organization is appropriately structured that when my wife is sitting in this office without me, that this team is here to make sure that our wealth, whatever we have, is transferred appropriately through our family. So our promise to you is we're thinking through this. Our promise to you is we think about how to structure this family for our family and your family on a daily basis. So now that we think about the goals, let's think about the estate plan. Because I think some misconception about estate plan. Oh, you have to have $30 million to think about that. It makes me crazy. Randy, why don't you touch on a little bit on, on why would you think about you know, what documents you need or do you need an estate plan? Yeah, so there's several reasons. 
Uh, one is, like you said, some people do have the $30 million estate, and they are really concerned about taxes. So there's certain things you can do to minimize your taxes. But more often, and I don't care if you have a million, 30 million, your family needs clarity on your estate plan. And you need to provide that when you put the plan together. Um, <laughs> you know, people will fight over just about anything if you don't make it clear um, the way everything's supposed to flow, how it needs to go. And you talked about blessing versus burden. If they don't have a clear picture of what needs to happen, it, it can shift quickly over to the burden side. And when there's a business involved, it gets a lot more complicated. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one thing that Randy said too is on taxes, and obviously we're talking about estate taxes. You know, I think even for those who don't have a big estate, sometimes there are situations where there's an inheritance tax that's coming that, you know, you could do some planning around that may not be um, obvious to the naked eye, right? But because of the situations, uh, there's a big one. And, and because we're in Pennsylvania, one of the three states or whatever it is that uh, charges inheritance tax. <laughs> right. this, this, is, this does happen. And that's something because we're focused on estate taxes and what the exclusion is and the state's not that big. It doesn't mean there's not going to be a tax. And please understand that everybody's like, well, I, 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 I don't have as much money as exclusion. You have no idea what the exclusion is going to be when you die. We know in the next two years, it's over $20 million, or $20 million. We get it, $22 million, whatever it is. Um, but, but, but in 2026, it, it goes back down. And who knows what, where it is in 10 or 20 years. So, that, so regardless of the assets, you have to be smart. We run in all the time. I mean, I, I, I just saw this week where um, you see in life insurance policies not owned by trusts. I mean, it's, you, you see a lot of things happen that just could save the families if they're, if they're meaningful means. I mean, we, we, you and I have worked, worked on some. You look and you th- we could save them $10, $20 million in state yeah, taxes. Tens of millions. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's remarkable. And, and unfortunately, I think people say that they're, they're going to do this stuff someday, going to someday. They're going to do it someday. And you can plan a lot of things. Your death isn't one of those. So um, really getting on this stuff right away. And, and this, is, this is front and center. I mean, this is happening now, $96 trillion. And, and, and it's, it's frightening how many people are really not prepared for that moment. Yeah, and I think I think it's important with the communication and you know making sure you have the right team to make sure for your next generation, you know, there's things you can do to make sure that when they do inherit wealth, whatever that number may be, they're ready to live with that and they know how to invest, they know how to plan. And so help them understand, help the next generation understand how to get started early with investing so that it's a seamless transition. And yes, the dollars are changing, but it's not the first time that they're seeing an investment statement go up or down and them accumulate wealth. And to the next generation, you know, start early and do your own planning if your parents or grandparents haven't instilled that in you. It, it goes both ways and you can really, it helps when you do that planning. And, 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 and along the lines of how the next generation receives, receives the money. I mean, you know, you see people say, I'm going to give them a third at 35, a third at 40, a third at 45. You know, there's another way to do it that you can make sure it goes on for multiple generations and you say they're allowed to take a stream of income off that. But but the principle goes on to the next generation. So then you is the is the person passing on your your wealth has the comfort to know that your your grandchildren and your grandchildren and I say that very deliberately will um, will benefit from your wealth over over the long haul. So that's also extraordinarily important. I, I, and, and I'll just 
So one of the ways to start the conversation um, on how to invest money and how to think about money is philanthropy. Mm-hmm. You want to talk a little bit about like a donor advice fund, for example? Absolutely. So a donor advice fund has become very popular in the last 10 years. And essentially what that is, is you can make a donation to a donor advice fund. You get a charitable deduction. It's just like giving to any other charity in that year. But then what you have is essentially a pool of assets that you can then direct to whatever charities you like. So um, it's a great way. We have a lot of clients that'll do that and use it as an opportunity to bring the next generation in on wealth conversations. Because they say, hey, we have this this pool of money that we've designated for our family to give to charity and we want your input. We want to make these decisions as a family. So let's talk about this. Um, and it's a great entree into the financial conversations. So we, we actually can help you think about which which charity you want to really participate in. If you need contacts at local charities, um, we can find out what you really care about and we can connect you with those charities. And then we can talk to you about, do you want to put it in your estate plan and that do a plan gift? Do you want to do a donor advice fund? Do you want to contribute highly appreciated securities? Do you want to think about how to help children with education through EITC. There's so many ways to do it and do it effectively. It's a great conversation for families. So let me back up because I just want to recap because then I, and I think the next part for us to talk about is, is essential. Think about what you want your money to do. Not only now, not only for your moments, but into the future, the next 10, 20 years. Once you understand what it is you want to accomplish, put together your documents to make sure that you're doing that tax effectively so you're not spending a bunch of money in, in, in estate taxes. And additionally, it creates clarity, which I promise you we do this all the time, your family wants clarity. So give them the benefit of having clarity. I remember saying to you about something, you're like, yeah, dad, you know that's too vague. Make sure you make make sure you clarify that. I don't I don't I don't want to think about that when you're gone, and that and that's just being honest. And so and that was you being honest, and I appreciated it. So we made it more clear. Um, so please be clear. Your family will appreciate it. Your family has the ability right now to see the impact you can make over philanthropy, exit planning. There's so many things we could talk about. But then once you decide on your estate plan, the next essential part. Because remember, it doesn't always work out well. 90% of money that's inherited is is squandered in the second generation. I'm sorry, 70% of the money that's inherited is squandered in the second generation. 90% in the third generation. Don't allow that to be your family. The reason that 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 happens is one, something we already talked about, and that is because of a lack of structure and estate plan. Second is because of lack of communication. So not communicating about it does not help the next generation. We just had a meeting this week. but we, we All three of us participated. There were what, six, seven of us, whatever there were. You want to talk a little bit about what that was? 
Yeah, and then uh, maybe Randy, you can provide some clarity on this because you, you're the one kind of spearheading it. But um, we think family meetings are extremely important and sitting down with a family and allowing them to talk about their goals, the estate plan, charity, whatever is important to them to start to communicate those values now about what's happening now and what's going to happen in the future. So we're working on some modules to allow families to have structure to that conversation. So we're putting in the work behind the scenes to make those conversations easier with family because they're, they're not hard. easy. They're hard, especially the first one. And, you know, hopefully it gets easier over time. In but our family, the second one was actually the hard. Remember? I mean, yeah. We had, yeah. yeah. And we were probably four in or something like that. And, you know, the topic's a little bit different every time, but it's important and they're helpful. And so I don't think they need to be over-engineered. And I think that's something that probably holds families back. What am I going to talk about? What do I want to say? What's the kid going to learn? Don't over-engineer it. Right? We'll do that for you and give you the information we need and simplify it. But, I mean, Randy, maybe you can mention some of the modules we've put together. Well, we've done several. Um, a lot of it we've already talked about, you know, estate plan, legacy, charitable giving, investing, you know, uh, passing down some of the knowledge to the next generation. Um, but... We think there's very few things that are more important than a family meeting. And, and if you talk to most clients and you say, what's important to you? If they have children, almost always that's number one. Uh, and yet, despite that, a lot of times they have trouble bringing up the concept of their wealth, wealth transfer. It's not always a fun thing to think about. And you know how it is. If you're uncomfortable with something, um, you're, you're less likely to bring it up. I think they're the most rewarding, enjoyable I love those meetings. They're I, always great. They're always great. And, and, and we're, we're fortunate in that most families, we serve multiple, multiple generations. So it would be unusual. I, I mean, I, there are cases, but it's unusual that we work with the parents and not the children. I mean, that, that would be unusual. But they're, they're, and, and regardless of the age of the children, I'm, we're sitting in, in my conference room, there have been many 20-year-olds and 25-year-olds, including my daughters, in here talking about um, how to invest whatever money they have um, so they can start to gain that knowledge. Absolutely. And just imagine yourself in a situation where your, your children are inheriting your money. And think of the difference if, if they're just inheriting it, they're seeing all of it for the first time. They didn't know how much was there. They didn't know what all the accounts said. They didn't know what the trust said. Imagine how difficult that situation is versus a situation where you've been meeting with them for the last 10 years and not only going through the structure of the estate plan, but you've been communicating your values. You've been communicating what's important to you. You've been building a legacy as a family. And so that when the time comes for them to inherit it, it's just a natural next step as opposed to a jarring uh, event. Yeah, we've had, what, four? Yeah, I think we've yeah. had four in. Yeah. yeah. So I, I tell you that there, it, it, it's, really, it's really important. It's important to do it. Um, and, and, we, and we enjoy it. So, yeah, and one of the tools that has been used in a lot of family meetings we've used it just in some client meetings also i think just gives an example of you know outside of what does my estate plan say what's my net worth and what could be passed down right if that's what you get into but the other thing that is really important that people really enjoy are the picture cards and many of you have probably heard us talk about them before but it's just a deck of cards with pictures on them and it allows every member of the family to pick out what's important to them and it can create 
it's a, it gives people a way to share their values. And so you really start to learn what's important to the family. Do people start picking something that reflects philanthropy? Is it about vacations? But back to the beginning of Maximize Life and Legacy, that this can help with that. This can make the family realize we want to do a donor-advised fund and give to charities with animals. This could be we love vacations and we want to spend time making memories now with vacations, whatever it may be. It's one of the parts of one of the modules that is almost always in one of the first family meetings. It is so much easier to find the picture that speaks to you than find the words that Claire. So, so these pictures is what of a hundred, how many hundred cards or something like that. Probably, something like yeah. that. You pick three or four, everybody picks three or four, you compare them, you talk about them and it really does create a wonderful dialogue. I know, I know our family enjoyed it. So, um, the fa- and by the way, I, f- I, f- I feel like family meetings like overdoing it, right? I mean, it's really all we're doing is really commu- we're 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 start we're facilitating a family conversation. So, like in our family, I sent them out like, "Hey, here's ten things we could talk about. What do you think?" And everybody, so we picked two, and we talked about philanthropy and we talked about trust. So, um, and every year we've talked about something different. But um, it's really it's really just facilitating a family conversation, so everybody's on the same page. So wonderful. Um, the goals are important. We can help you through that also to say, hey, here's some things to think about. The estate plan is critical. Find the right attorney. We'll put you in touch with some attorneys that we think match your personality. So we work with a lot of different attorneys. We'll find one that matches your personality. Our job is to make sure your goals come alive in those documents. Because so many times there's a disconnect there, even when you find someone that matches your personality. So we'll find, we'll, we'll go through the documents they created and we'll bullet point it for you saying, hey, this is what the documents say. Is this what you expected them to say? Sometimes it is. Yes, yes, sometimes not. Um, also, from a communication standpoint, we would love to help you um, facilitate those family conversations so what did we miss guys anything anything that you think would help the listeners i I think one thing is um that we should think about and we talked a little about businesses but if you do have assets that are a little bit different coin collection yeah classic cars think through that you know you can carve out something special in the estate plan um to deal with those and and if it's a coin collection for example don't make your children go out and find some way to sell those coins. If you have relationships with people, write that in there. Just make it real clear. Yeah, yeah. we have we have both of those issues right now, right? So, um, yep. Yeah. No, I think if we're summarizing two words, I'd just say that are really key are communication and organization. I think communicating amongst generations is really important, and we've talked about some ways to do that. And I think organization is also key. You know, and that, some of that comes from the estate plan and the documents. Some of it comes from your assets not being all over the place. Maybe it's, you know, we didn't get into businesses too much, but, you know, if you're a business owner, what happens, right? If something happens to you, who does it get passed down to? Is there a next generation ready in the business? And that may not mean family next generation. That could just be next generation. But you know, how do you get bought out? Are the business documents in place? What does your estate plan say? If you have one person in the business, one family member in the business and no one else, what happens? How do you communicate that? So there's a lot there. And so that's part of organization of make sure all of your ducks are in a row so that there's no surprises or stress how do they when buy, that day how comes. How do they buy out? Right? I mean, how right. do they buy out? You have 
you have three kids, one's in the business, the other two aren't. How do you make that not not equal, but maybe fair? Um, all of those things, and we can help you talk. We can help you think through that. Um, and by the way, the the time to think about succession planning in your business and exit planning in, in your is 15 years before you do it because that next generation needs to be prepared. So it's absolutely seamless. We actually are, are, are entering, a, um, and no one's going anywhere, but people, things happen. Every key a person, we just went through this at this table recently, every key person, if they get hit by the bus, is, is, are we ready for that? Just, just to make sure we're overly, um, overly prepared. And, 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 but in a family, that's also true. So really think, when you think through the amount of businesses that are going to go to the next generation, you know, there's, there's the people that will be ready, there's the people that won't be ready, and there's a group that don't want them. So to really think through how you're, and in some, and in some families, that's their, that's their biggest asset. So making sure that transfers effectively is huge. Yeah, and if you're the business owner, you know, do you know the number of what, at a minimum, you would need to receive from the business? And that gives you some flexibility and understanding an internal transfer to the next generation or how would family buy me out or selling to a third party that can change. I mean, if, the, if all of your wealth is wrapped up in that and you want to retire, you probably need a certain number to maintain your lifestyle. So plan for that early so you're not surprised when that day comes. So two things, just the importance of getting started. And then let's talk a little bit about the importance of review. But, but I really think it's important for everyone to just, just hear that the biggest obstacle to having a good estate plan is the expectation of having a perfect estate plan. So get it started and then understand that from time to time, you may want to review it. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're so right. The estate plan can change. In, in, in most cases, the documents can change as life changes. So can the documents. You may add a trust. You may change beneficiaries. You may change guardians as your kid. It can change. And so there's nothing making it permanent in most cases. It's really important to get it started. If you don't, you're putting your family at risk and the government's going to benefit at some point and you're not going to have clarity as Randy was talking about earlier. I, I'm actually on my fifth reinstatement. So that's not unusual. I'm on my fifth reinstatement of my plan and our life changes. Um, fortunately, it's grow, our, our family's growing. So our situation changes. Mm -hmm. And there's different things. I'm sure most of you have heard irrevocable versus revocable trust. Revocable is obviously easier to change, uh, hence the word irrevocable versus revocable. But either one, there's different things you can do depending on how it's set up. Um, so like Greg said, the important thing is get it started. I think another thing you say a lot is it's what it's like uh, 100 pounds of pressure to get the locomotive moving, only 20 pounds of pressure to keep it moving. So get it moving, and then you can always adjust it from there. Totally agree. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thank it. And hopefully our gift to you, and we, we look forward to working with you on these conversations, but hopefully our gift to you is um, your wealth, your part of that $96 trillion will be transferred as a blessing, and you will avoid it being a burden on the next generation. So for the families that we are privileged enough to serve, we look forward to being on that journey with you to help you make that succession of wealth successful. For those of you that... We don't currently work with you. If you think we would be the right advisors for your family, we would welcome the opportunity to continue the conversation. Thank you.